Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. World famous K-Rock, Kevin Kenny, let's introduce myself first, and Bakar is in the yes, house. Yes, 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 yes. And you don't do a ton of live radio, so we're very grateful you're here today. I don't, I don't, I don't. But I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I think that's kind of a baller way to go about it, though, is you, you have a song that's inescapable on the radio, but you yourself don't do a lot of radio. Yeah, I mean, that that is great, yeah. It's great if it happens like that, but we got to do the work, too, so... You know what? I'm so happy that you sound just like you do on the record because your vocal is one of my favorite parts about the music. It's just so interesting and it cuts through immediately yeah. and you sound just like it. Let's just go back because Nobody's Home is the new album we're going to really dive into and play some new music off of. And uh, But let's go back to 2019, 2020 when Helen Beck was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm always curious when a song, you know, I get it once it's done and, you know, and the world gets it. And there's songs that put you in a very specific setting. And, and that song, it's like... I'm like PCH, it's dusk, it's like the most beautiful night out, and the yeah. windows are down, you're just cruising. I'm always curious, how does that setting compare to where you made it? Well, I know, I made it just off the PCH. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I made are you it messing out, with I me? I made it out here. I made it we out We just here. met, don't mess with me. No, I swear to God. Really? Yeah, so I'm glad that you felt like that, because I made it just off the PCH. And the video is filmed just off the PCH. The video oh, is really? Filmed, yeah, like I, I recorded the song about 6 p.m. in, in Malibu, in a, in a studio in Malibu, uh, I don't know if I should say the name, but a very well-known studio in Malibu that loads of legendary stuff has happened at. And then I recorded it there and at about 6 p.m. in the evening and at about 4 a.m. I filmed the video when the sun was coming up. The same day? The same night, yeah. Oh, wow. On the beach. So are you an artist that's heavily influenced by your surroundings where like, you know, if you are in Malibu, you're going to make a song that kind of feels like that versus if you're back in London, maybe it'll be a different vibe? I think naturally that happens. It's not really a thought process, but I think you know, things are going to take their toll on you, aka like your surroundings and stuff. So, right so yeah, I think it seeped into the the, the, the vibe of the song. Yeah. yeah, totally. All right, well, let's play Helen back right now. And you're armed with all that knowledge listening to K-Rock and how cool is that? We'll also dive into the new record, Nobody's Home. I want to know where you made that. But here's Helen back with Bakar live on K-Rock. Bakar live in studio celebrating Nobody's Home, the new yes, album that sir. is out and available everywhere now come on and uh we were just playing helen back before and you're telling us that beautiful story of making it out in malibu but uh-huh. i wanted to get back to step one right now you're from the uk i am and you had an interesting trajectory if, if i'm t- if to believe your press release bakar is that you started as a hip-hop fan but then you had this like awakening with indie rock later on in your upbringing yeah i mean it was like it was yeah i was just a fan i'm a fan of music period so like genre has never really been a thing for me but yeah like naturally been an inner city kid I grew up listening to grime, hip hop, yeah, R and B. Those are the things I grew up on originally. Black music, do you know what right. I'm saying? <clears throat> I grew up listening to mostly black music, and then even though rock, rock and roll is the same thing, but 
yeah, it took me a lot, little bit later to get into that. So what? It's, I, I'm so fascinated with this because in the states, like growing up in like the mid to late 2000s, I had the reverse trajectory where I was a rock fan, mm-hmm. and then hip hop just became so interesting in terms of the production and in terms of everything that brought to the table. It was yeah. just so much more complex than what rock was doing at the time. Yes. and like the Lil Wayne's and you know like exactly. the like the yeah. hot new hip hops and dap hips yeah. of the world like stole me away. Yeah. You had the opposite uh, interaction or, or trajectory. So what was that indie rock awakening for you? Like, was there? I think the first thing it was like I was at school and then I had a great, I had a, a really good friend and his brother, older brother, would put us onto a lot of music, and he would play a lot of Chili Peppers, and 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 the lead was just rapping to me, like he would, it sounded like he was just rapping to me. So I was like, oh, I could, I understood this, and I under, and also the melodies turned me on at the same time. So I was like, it was all there was like this thing that was happening in my brain that was just like understanding this music. And then I was getting it more into more into it. And then at the same time, I was discovering bands like Arctic Monkeys and Block Party. And to me, Block, I mean, Arctic Monkeys were doing exactly the same thing, but just with a British accent. Yeah, I think Alex Turner was doing exactly the same thing, but in a British cadence, in a Northern cadence. So it just all started making sense to me. And, I, and then I just liked it. Yeah. I just and then it was it. soon thereafter that you started making your own, your own music. Yeah. I mean, actually it was a little while after that, but. But everything was just forming together. Yeah, everything was just forming. And I think for me, more than anything, it was like knowing that when I did make music or when I did attempt, because I would always be around musicians in studios and stuff before I actually made the leap myself. So uh, it was more me knowing like when I do this, I probably, I want to do it a bit different. And when you started putting out music for the first time, you actually did it anonymously? I did, yeah, on SoundCloud. So why was that? Were you afraid of people judging you or like, like why, why no name? Why didn't you put your face out there at first? Probably, maybe, yeah, maybe you could say that. But at the time I, I, I masked it as a social experiment. Like it was like, I wonder what this will do. But also at this time I was having a great time in life, but already, you know what I mean? I, I already fancied myself as a bit of a like, person ready at that moment yeah so so for me it was just fun like so it was just fun and i just wanted to see what would happen totally well it obviously had success how did you find the confidence to or what was the moment where you go you know what i want to put my name out there i want to put my face out there i don't want to be anonymous anymore i think i just made the song that i was like really proud of it was called sharing is caring and then i was just like you know what i just gotta do this because also like i already had a little bit in london anyway i already had a little bit of a following and stuff on like different different platforms and stuff and people already knew me and stuff like that so people tr- trusted my taste in music because i'd already i would i would always be around good musicians right already mm. in my city they would they would be my friends or do you know i mean whether it be bands producers rappers whatever they would be my friends already so like so i think people trusted my taste in music that's why i did the anonymous thing and i was like oh if i push this thing anonymously people will listen and if it's good enough people will like it and people were liking it. Yeah. Like, the, like it was getting loads of plays. Yeah, they're still uh, liking it. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to break the news to you, but you. Uh, we got more Bakar live all hour here on K Rock. Hey, Bakar is live in studio celebrating the release of Nobody's Home. Yep. Can we get some round of applause from our studio audience? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Um, we, we were just talking off air about Rick Rubin and just your reverence for him. He, of mm. course, did uh, Californication, that album yes. and that song that we just listened to, Scar Tissue. Yeah. What do you love so much about Rick? I love that he's genreless. That's the biggest thing. I love that his music has no boundaries. He, he doesn't see genre. He, it's feeling always. So, yeah, that's the, probably the biggest thing. Like and, there's, and, there's many nuances to what yeah. he does, um, but that's the overall thing that I love. 
And you guys have communicated? You've like crossed paths, I guess, yes. through portals, you said? Yes. I mean, okay. he told people that he loved my project, Bad Kid. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And there's you have some like really, really famous fans. Elton John is a fan of yours. Elton. Yeah. Elton showed a lot of love. Elton showed a lot of love. And yeah, he's a, a British legend. So I'm... I'm grateful that Elton even heard my song, and he actually when he when he when he played it on his radio station, he sang along to the song. Yeah, and so yeah. Was that Helen back? Was that sharing his? No, caring? that was a song I had called Million Miles. This was you got like, so many songs, man. This was no. This was pre. This was pre Helen back. I, don't, I actually don't have a lot of songs. I need more songs. <laughs> but um, I had a project called Bad Kid, and on that was a song called Million Miles, and um, yeah, that's the song he sang along to on the radio live. It's crazy. Yeah. And you've already mentioned, you know, the friendship you've had with uh, Skepta. And Skepta just, I mean, such an icon in the world of UK music and really world uh -huh. music. Yeah. What, and he's been a big fan of yours as well. Yes. Skep, I mean, he's just been a he's just been a guy that showed me a lot of the gems that a lot of people don't show you. So, yeah, I'm grateful to have the relationship I have with him. Has, has there ever been anybody that you just like, I mean, like has meant more to you maybe personally just because of your reverence for their work that has like, you know, told you that they're a fan? Probably Skep. Yeah, probably skeptic just because he's he's like he's a legend in my city, and he showed me a lot. Like, and he navigated the the game in such a way that was so admirable, and he did everything but to his own the beat of his own drum. Yeah, that's awesome. We have yeah. more with the Bakar coming up in the hour. There's a couple cool uh, fashion collabs I want to talk to you about. You've mm. actually also gifted me a very cool hoodie. We'll show them. Yes, uh, on social. Rare. We have the video cameras out. Very of rare hoodie. Very rare. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I don't even know if I deserve, but it's very, no, very cool stuff. It. And then uh, we'll also play a record off of the new album, Nobody's Home. We listen to K-Rock with Bakar live in studio. Bakar's here, by the way. I should reintroduce Bakar. Yes. Thank you. Thunderous Thank applause. Thank you. Uh, so that's actually a really nice, uh, like, sort of like a bridge point because you did your last record right there in Malibu as Incubus did back in the day yes. and then the new record that just came out on February 25th you did yes. in London because of lockdown it's called Nobody's Home it's out now Yes. and we're going to play just to be nice to you Thank the you. one song in the entire album that makes you nervous <laughs> yeah Wait. it did this song did it, it made it was a it made me insecure this this uh, this song yeah why why do you think that was you were self conscious you were saying I was self conscious about it yeah it was the one song I, it was one of the older songs from the record it's one of the first ones I made and I don't know what it was about it. I did loads of, and it's one of the only songs on this record. I did loads of different verses for this song. Like I did a lot of different verses. I had different versions. Duh, duh, duh. And it was a really close friend of mine who did not like the song. Somebody you trusted. Someone I trust. And they didn't, they just Someone didn't vibe I really with it. really trust. And they didn't like it. They told me that it was the song they didn't like the most for the record. Now, as an artist, when you keep redoing a song, is that a good sign, a bad sign? Is that nothing to read into? I think for the purpose, purpose of this song, it was a good thing. Because I, when, in hindsight, listening back to the song as it is, it's a better song because of it. Okay. And, 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 it's, and, the, and, the, and the things I'm talking about on, in, in the verses, the chorus was always the chorus. But the things I'm talking about in the verses uh, are more current, more up-to-date. And yeah, I think you should push yourself sometimes. You yeah. know, I used to be really married to verses. I used to not ever want to re-record anything. And so, but that was me in my comfort zone. And so the more you can get outside of your comfort zone, I think the better. Right. And this song made me do that. And so like, even though the song was one of the old, oldest songs on the record, actually the verses are the last, the, the first verse on this is the last thing I did for the record. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very, very cool. And I don't believe K-Rock has played this song, have we? I'm looking at uh, the label over they here. Need to All right, stop so for the it. for the first time ever on the world famous K Rock, this is free from Bakar. 
Uh, you've also done some very, very cool things I want to talk about before we let you out of here right now in a few minutes, is these collaborations. You and Virgil, I guess, collabed on your vinyl. We did. We did, yes. We did. It wasn't actually a vinyl. It was a CD. It's going to come out soon, yeah. What was that like? It was amazing. It was very emotional, but it was amazing because we started the ideas while he was alive and we finished them while he wasn't alive. So it was a very weird process. Yeah. yeah. That'll be really special once that's out. And then you uh, you are working with Stussy. Stussy family tribe. And then for, I know if you're listening on K Rock right now. Wait, no, let's talk more about Virgil though. You can't just bring up Virgil. Well, like I didn't know. I mean, it's, it, well, it's, it was it sounded a little personal. So I no, just, it's super personal. But we can't just go over him. Yeah, ask whatever you want. Well, I mean, how do you meet Virgil? Do you guys develop I met an affinity? Virgil for a friend who was super close with him, and he played. He had sent Virgil like Bad Kid before it came out, and then then like Virgil emailed me and was like, "Yo." This is insane because he just got it. He knew like what I was trying to do straight away. He was like, I see what you're trying to do. This is amazing. Come walk the first Louis Vuitton show that I'm ever going to do. And so, yeah, we, that's how we bonded. And then when I went to Paris, he was playing the project in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the office, like the Louis Vuitton office the whole time. Wow. Like, and, and everyone was in there. Like Kid Cudi was in there. Mostef was in there. Like everyone was in there. Like, and he was just playing it off the speakers, like nonstop, on repeat, back to front. And so, yeah, that's how I met Virgil. And then what was the concept when you guys started talking about the CD? The concept was like, he's always been involved in so many things in my life. So when I was going to make an album, it was like, he has to be involved. So that was basically the concept. It wasn't really that, you know, it wasn't like a great thought, but I was like, what do you want to do for the album? That was like the question. What do you want to do for the album? He's like, I want to do my own vinyl. I was like, okay, cool. Then he was like, oh, this year doing a vinyl? I don't want to do a vinyl anymore. I want to do a CD typical Virgil shit do you know what I mean yeah. like, I don't want to do what the next person's doing let me do a CD so we so we developed a CD now is that out is that something no it's not out it's gonna come out soon okay because we, we had to get it right yeah of course post in passing it was like okay if I'm gonna put this out it needs to be exactly how he wanted it to be so it took it took a long time to get that because he's a genius have you have you landed on something yeah we landed on oh that's it. awesome got there and his family are happy with it we're happy with it so yeah oh that's beautiful yeah. well maybe before the El Rey show on the May 1st we can maybe it'll be out in the world no hopefully well by that time it'll be out okay yeah. and people beautiful. can buy it because his ethos was he wanted everyone to have everything right his, his thing was never know elitist vibes never know like he wanted everything everyone to have everything he was doing everything for the kids yeah so we want the kids to be able to have the product that we made with him definitely yeah. Yeah. That's special, man. That's really beautiful. Um, I just want to show off this uh, hoodie for anyone watching online. And the Stussy online. shit is cool, too. But this is, this is really cool. We can say the S word, uh, Stussy. No, it's, you're good. Stussy. You're good. This yeah, is no, beautiful, the though. The Stussy stuff is cool, too. Yeah, the Stussy stuff is cool, too. So you can check this out at K-Rock on socials if you are driving around right now, but I'm holding it up to the cameras. But this is really... Uh, this is awesome. And it's very rare. I mean, you can't even like, is this like you got to go on like some second hand website? Not. Like Grail? Like, we're never, we're, listen, we're not into the, like, we want the people to be able to get the stuff. But if people end up buying the stuff really quickly, there's not much that we can do. You got this problem with clothes. You got this problem with concerts, Bakar. <laughs> this is a common issue in the world of Bakar right now. Yes, the demand uh, is very, very high. Yes. Um, dude, thank you so much. This was such a joy to have thank you here you in for studio. Thank you for only cussing twice. Thank you for having me. I didn't even notice it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm super glad to be up here and, I'm, and, I, and I hope to be back soon, honestly. Absolutely. You've, you've been great to talk to. Thank you made you. it easy for me. Likewise. Bakar, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 